Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unicorn Light Podcast. Sincerely hope everybody is doing amazingly well today. Welcome to episode 14 of the support that we will give you, this practical, beautiful support in go and getting your beautiful, magical life. It's absolutely possible. Today, we are going to be talking about something very specific, namely darkness and entities. They do exist. Well, for want of a better term, demons, I suppose, if we want to go there. We will be talking about that because in order to have a magical life, you do need to have a balanced life. And it's important that I talk about this on my channel all the time. Darkness is there. Be aware of it. You don't need to give it your power. But if you're aware of how it works, then of course, it's much easier to handle. Now, very, very recently, for those of you who follow me on uh, Unicorn Light Tarot, I announced on my community page that I had had something very interesting uh, happen to me in the last three weeks. So I thought we would go through this systematically and talk about what happened to me so it doesn't happen to you. And yes, it happens to professionals all the time. I got a little bit lazy. I was not really lazy, but uh, I was very, very busy and I didn't realize what was going on. And by the time I did, I realized that I actually had an attachment and then I had to go in and clear it. But there was a whole system to it. So I'm going to take you through it today. Uh, We're going to go through what entities do how they attach, what happens when they attach, what it feels like, how to clear them. Um, And I'm going to take you from my own personal experience of what I just went through. Um, Again, these are my own personal experiences and working with entities. I don't know if we can say working, but working to expel entities or being around this energy pretty much my entire life and training within it. So these are the instances. These are the things that I have witnessed. Uh, If you've seen other things, please add to it, of course. But and this is pretty much, for the most part, exactly what happened to me. So um, for most of you, you know that I am a soul coach, and that is a wonderful thing to do. I absolutely love working with you guys one-on-one, uh, especially over a long-term period, because we can really uh, just watch the progress and so many things happen as you go into somebody's energy, because it's not just sitting there and talking. We actually do healing sessions every week, go out and clear uh, nine times out of 10, especially recently, I have found with everything that's going on, people have entities um, or they have attachments that are attached to them. So as I clear them, which I am trained to do, that's not a bother. uh, I did not, I kept doing this over the course of many, many weeks, and I didn't really clear my energy afterwards because I was constantly busy. We had just moved cross country. So we setting up a new house, uh, setting up a new life. and all of that. So I didn't really think about it. And which is absolutely ridiculous, because now I look back, I know better. But also, I have a very, very powerful team. And I do, I absolutely do. But at the same time, there's only so much they can do, you've got to be responsible for your own energy. So uh, what started happening for me is So the way in which, first of all, we'll talk about what an attachment is. (laughs) We should probably do that, right? So attachments, some people call them demons, some people call them attachments or entities. They are uh, sort of, they're spirits. Some of them weren't human. They're probably not human at all mostly. Um, but they are, they, they thrive in the unknown. They thrive in the darkness. So that's very much where they, they thrive and they live and they they know all about it. So the unknown to us is the known to them. So they also understand they, it's not that they're superhuman in any way, they're not human, but they do understand sort of the ins and outs of who you are. So it's really important when you do this work to know who you are. And again, I knew this, right? I absolutely knew this. So And there's so much that's going on in the world now. So a lot of people are very open in completely different ways. And we'll talk about that later. Um, So what it is, is that they are darkness. And they're not really here for any of the light. And they're not here to support any of the light. And in fact, some of them are sort of here to target the light, to be quite frank. And they can do that really quite well if you're not aware of of how they work. But there's sort of tricks and tools to the trade in a way, because they can't make you do a list, at least initially, what you wouldn't normally do. It's almost like being, um, uh, 
hypnotized in that way. They can't make you do something that you wouldn't normally do. So they can manipulate you in, in very specific ways. And it can start off very, very small, right? These sort of dark thoughts and they get a little bit bigger. Um, and what they do is they prey on any kind of addictions or anything that you had before, even if you've released them, um, if they're coming up for review, and this is what happened to me, they can absolutely prey on that a little bit. Now, the easiest way to explain how they work is to see, uh, we're just going to call them entities, um, some, again, they can be demonic, but we don't want to freak you out in that way. There's nothing to be frightened of. Uh, there's ways of working with them, but it's really important that you know how they work, because if you don't, you really can't be taken out by them in some ways. And, and it is all about balance. If you work in the light, there's going to be darkness. And if you don't deal with this, then you might end up, you know, God bless her soul as a Doreen virtue who just really was not aware of any of this stuff. And she kind of went into some of the, the love and light stuff a little bit frightened. I know she said she wasn't, but I remember reading something where she was saying she was quite frightened of tarot cards. And that's why she made a fairy version. So, uh, um, you know, when when it comes to you, and it will, it probably will at some point, you want to be ready, you want to know how to handle it. And you want to be aware that, it, you know, sort of evil comes to everybody, right? Not to be dramatic, but it does. And it's part and parcel of what we do to be a light worker to expel the darkness, right? So um, again, there's nothing to be afraid of, but it is something that, you know, there part of the light is part of the darkness. So they work in a very, very specific way, again, working with your own sort of intellect. And if you want to see them as the best way that I can describe it, if you want to see them as a narcissistic sort of partner, right, there's a very specific way narcissists work. Uh, a lot of us were either bought up by them or were around them. And sorry if you were a big, huge virtual hug or, you know, we're in a relationship with one. But what they do is, is they make everything, they put everything on you, they don't take any responsibility, but also what they do is they sort of systematically sort of uh, bring in the darkness, tell you that it's your fault, that you're overreacting. And then one of the, the very specific thing that narcissists do, especially in a relationship, is that they, um, they single-handedly sort of point out certain things about uh, your surroundings and the people who could be quite supportive in your surroundings, because really what they want to do is they want you all to themselves and they want to control you. So this is what entities do. And they can do it in a myriad of different fashion, right? Um, and don't think for yourself and don't think for a second just because you are, I mean, I'm trained in what I do and my vibration is usually very high. Sometimes they can work really quickly when you have a high vibration because they know they, you've got a they've got a small amount of time to make this work, right? Sometimes it's, it's low and slow. And sometimes it's heightened. Um, so it's not necessarily something that happens, uh, you know, very, very slowly over time. Sometimes it can be quite quick. My escalation was actually quite quick in the three weeks. So the first thing that I notice is sort of dark thoughts. Now, we all have a bad day, right? We all get up, have a bad day. And then, you know, we attract something else that was just a little bit off. And then, you know, and you go to bed and go, oh, so glad that day's over and you wake up the next day and it starts all again, something brighter, something whatever. But this is like darkness that sort of never ends. So it's this constant loop of darkness, of negativity. So whatever happens, you're constantly looking at the negative part. That was the first thing that happened for me, which I felt was very, very strange um, because I'm not like that at all. And then the second thing that was happening was the the people that were in and around me, we actually moved back to the East Coast around people that were already family members and already absolutely incredible. And then I these little pointing outs of things of of people that were around me that maybe, you know, weren't that supportive or are you sure they're the they should you should be around them and all these little things that were just really, really small little things that they were doing. And then, you know, you take that upon yourself to go, oh, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they aren't don't have my best interest at heart with all the negativity that's going on. So there's there's a whole looping of things that's going on. The other thing that I notice is I always have time for some kind of meditation. I do. I like to get in touch with my higher self. But my mind was constantly going. So every time I tried to meditate, I constantly felt like it. I couldn't connect to my higher self. And then I started getting in the habit of going, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm just busy. Now, I was very, very busy 
with my business and setting up again, cross country um, and, and setting absolutely everything up. It was a huge move, biggest move that I've done in 10 years. So again, I put this down to like everything going on. Otherwise I would have caught this sooner. Um, everything going on and just not being able to have time to get back to myself. I didn't really think about it. Um, and then the addiction stuff started coming up. Back in the day, I loved to drink. And I noticed I was drinking a little bit more than usual. And I thought that was a little bit strange. Also, I've had uh, problems with eating before. I've had an eating disorder before when I was a lot younger. And I would go from very, very skinny. Like I'm, I think I'm five foot eight. I don't think I'm five foot nine. I'm five foot eight and I was 95 pounds, like terrible, terrible. And then, uh, then to a little bit heavier. And I noticed that I was eating constantly, which was very strange to me. And I've never done that before. I just don't eat that much before. And I haven't comfort ate, I don't know, in 20 years. Like all these little things were coming in for me. Um, but it was the, the negativity that was going around all the time. And what I noticed was just so, sort of like this, as we said, likened to this narcissistic partner. It was all about really cutting you off from any kind of light or anybody around you who could physically help you. So it was very much like... Uh, like the walls coming in, the walls were coming in and there was no way out, which is absolutely ridiculous because, you know, we just moved cross country. I have a business that I absolutely love. We were moving, but I mean, everything fell into place and none of it made sense when I look back on it, but I was absolutely convinced that there was no way out. And I remember like three weeks into it. So it was just at the end, right? I remember thinking, and this is, this is very, very sneaky what they do too. They, they one up, they one up every time they, they put these little thoughts in your head, like there's no way out. There's no way out. And then all of a sudden you get the thought, why am I here then? If there's no way out, why am I here then? I'm absolutely convinced that regardless of, you know, a lot of light workers, and I've seen this, especially in, in Santa Fe too, um, a lot of light workers, sometimes they get into addiction because they don't know they're light workers. And um, it's very sad. And that's easy to control when you have that addiction. And on top of that, I'm convinced that some of my friends who did commit suicide, who didn't make it, I'm convinced that they were pushed over the edge because they were easily at that point manipulated one way or another. And they could have done some great work on this earth. And it's very, very sad. So you do want to watch that. Um, and none of it, you see, I have an extremely strong mind, incredibly strong mind. I've even moved things with my mind before. I've done it, right? I've seen things move. Uh, things have blown up around me. Like, I mean, I've seen it move. And still, three weeks into this, I remember sitting in the closet um, in my new house with a cider, with some kind of alcohol going, there's no way out. There's no way out. The next day, I realized what was going on and I got rid of the sucker. But... Um, it can really, really work with what you've done and who you were. And again, a lot of stuff's coming up for review now. So while I'm not addicted to alcohol anymore, I have a tipple every now and again, and I'm certainly not addicted to food in any way, shape or form because it was coming up for review um, with everything that was going on. As that came in, you see, that wasn't the first thing that happened. It was a negativity, first of all, it was a negativity. And I was starting to think, and even my husband was saying, you know, everything you're saying is really negative. Like there's no light, you know, that's not you. And all of this was being sort of pointed out. And I remember saying to a friend of mine, I think two weeks in, you know, I feel like I'm having a little bit of a breakdown. They'll make it feel like it's all you. And it's all very, very subtle. But when you look back on this existence, you do. Now that I look back on it, the voice was not mine. There's no way it could have been mine. And it does in some way feel as though it's coming from the outside of you. Or it does feel as though it's not coming from you. But at the same time, your practical mind is saying, yeah, but I'm feeling this. So, um, you know, and, and the practical mind will try and back it up. And of course, once you start feeling the negativity, things around you will automatically start breaking down because you're holding that energy, right? Um, my appearance changed a little bit in the, in the three, the three weeks too. I didn't end up like Reagan from The Exorcist or anything like that. That was absolutely, I mean, that's a very extreme form of possession, right? Um, but, <clears throat> I definitely felt like uh, my eyes were glassy and they were constantly um, bloodshot and now they're bright and normal again. Uh, my hair felt different. My skin was itchy. Um, it no longer is. Um, there was just this uh, not feeling right in my body kind of energy. 
Um, and also just these little thoughts, again, they, they would escalate. So it escalated pretty quickly. And again, they only get to you um, via the way in which you already were. So through addictions or through thought patterns that you already have. Um, they're not going to give you any suggestions that don't make sense to you at all, because that you will be able to identify who they are, right? Or that they exist and it's not you. So it's all very subtle in some ways, but it can escalate quite quickly. Um, so it ended up culminating into, as it escalated, I ended up going out and having drinks with a friend of mine and it wasn't even that much, but I actually ended up coming back that night. It was the night I was in the closet. It should have been a sure sign. It wasn't going to end up in a good night, um, in the closet feeling very claustrophobic, like, and I wanted to be in the closet just to feel some kind of safety because I felt like all the walls were coming in. And uh, I went out and, and I had drinks with a friend and I came back and I literally, sorry to be graphic, but we are talking about demons. Um, I vomited all over the house, everywhere. My poor husband cleaned it all up everywhere, right? Now, there wasn't enough of what I ate and what I drank to have that much vomit. There just wasn't. It was not even possible. It was ridiculous. Um, we took out the garbage bags like the next day and it was like three huge garbage bags. It didn't make any sense. So there was this inkling all the way through the three weeks that um, my guides were trying to tell me something. They were trying to tell me something. And I I would have these moments of utter light, of feeling completely normal, completely who I was, back into myself again, these, these wonderful moments. And they would last about, I'm not kidding you, about 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, I would be back into this negativity again, right? So I'd have these glimmering moments. The other thing that happened that my my behavior got escalated, like all of a sudden it would be like, I don't know why I'm having this argument. I don't know why this behavior is coming out like this. Things would escalate so quickly. Now, sometimes when you're, you know, we have these bad days or sometimes when we're re repressing our emotions, this happens a lot. You know, we repress our emotions and we don't really deal with them. And then all of a sudden somebody gets it. You just, you, you go off on someone and you feel really bad for them, but it needed to come out. Um, and you project it, right? But it all came out of somewhere. This isn't like that. This is completely the opposite of that. This is like your reactions all of a sudden being completely heightened and you're going, I don't know what the hell just happened. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why we're having this conversation. I don't know why I started at zero and went to a thousand in 10 minutes. I don't know what happened, right? So arguments were happening a lot and just this, um, and again, these, these really like, um, I broke up with my husband. I mean, I'm laughing because when I look back, it's absolutely ridiculous, but it wasn't at the time. I broke up with my husband, um, two weeks in, I just said, we're done. I can't do this. None of this is working. I don't know what's going on, but nothing feels right, which means you. So I broke up with him. <clears throat> And then on the last night, when I projectile vomited everywhere, which is, it wasn't pea soup. It was cider, actually. Um, and everything else, like, well, I don't even know what it was, but it was, it was bad. Um, that's when I woke up the next morning and I actually realized what was going on. Like, I was trying to be told that you needed to get something out of you. You absolutely needed to get something out of you. And as I realized, and it took me a day, the day afterwards, as you can imagine, I probably wasn't feeling that well the next day. But I sat there and I felt a little lighter because I was like, there's something here. There's something, there's, there's something going on. I realized there's something going on now. And then by the end of the day, I realized what I wanted to do. Now, I wasn't going to do um, a full on clearing or and or an exorcism when I was hungover. I waited for the next day. But I sat with these emotions all day and I felt brighter. And I was absolutely, for the first time in three weeks, able to go right to my guys again, permanently again, you know, get that back in there, that connection and say, what the hell is going on? So I realized that this was going on. And then, of course, I felt ridiculous. <clears throat> I felt ridiculous that I did not catch this, that my... Um, <clears throat> My emotions, my emotionality, everything that had been integrated, uh, you know, all of my reactions to everything had been absolutely crazy. And then I thought back and then I, I went back to the three weeks and I realized I had not cleansed. And I'd had, um, let's see, I'd had uh, three clients in the same week. And one of them had really, uh, one of them had, I mean, obviously, I'm going to tell you any names or anything, but um Oh, why would I? Uh, one of them had a really nasty entity and the other two had 
not great ones either. None of them are great, right? And not one of them did I cleanse properly from. And one of them kept coming back. Actually, I could see it for the rest of the day, kept coming back. Um, I kept seeing the face. I kept seeing the face. Um, and I didn't do anything about it. You know, I always wash my hands afterwards and I smudge, but I didn't do anything beyond that, which is absolutely ridiculous when you do this work. When you do this work, that is the first thing. It's I, I have always done this. And it wasn't even a case of being cocky. I was just too busy. It wasn't like, oh, I'm above this or this, that and the other. I know no one's above this. No one is above this. The minute you do this work, you need to be even better at what you do, right? Um so that's when I realized this needed to, to be done. And I realized what was going on. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt. And I sat there for the day and I went through every single interval of what I had done and the harm that I had caused. Um, you can imagine how my husband felt being told that, you know, we were done out of nowhere. Like I literally pranced out of the bedroom and said, we are done. I can't do this anymore. Because over the, the, the previous week and a half, I was told that, you know, he wasn't good for me or this, that. And, the, and it was out of it. And there was not even any reason. Not in any reason. He's the most supportive, sweetest person you will ever meet, right? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, right? Um, we hadn't even had an argument. We weren't even having problems. We were, I mean, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like I said, it came out of nowhere. But because I've had this um, situation before with um, with domestic abuse and narcissistic partners and being courted off in that way, um, you know, there was a level of understanding in my body that knew, you know, be careful, be careful. Uh, this person may not be who they see. Well, I've been with my husband five years. I know who he is, right? So again, you got to be careful of that, but they're not going to... So because everything's so insidious, it's very difficult to sort of figure out. And it doesn't happen very violently, like right at the beginning. It's just little things. They break you down. Like you can imagine not being able to like have a space from negative thoughts. It's always looping around your mind, especially if you're not used to them. When I have negative thoughts, I deal with them. There's a reason. Uh, bring up the energy, I release it. So being bombarded constantly, that's the first thing. Couldn't sleep properly. The other thing that was a dead giveaway, and I didn't think this at the time, is that, um, and again, I'm a medium. So every house I move into, there's spirits. There always are, but they're usually transitory, right? Um, I mean, I've moved into haunted houses before, but nine times out of 10, it's me. I'm the common denominator. And they just come in, even if they're not great, um, even if they're not like uh, good spirits, you know, I let them do their thing and then they leave. And if they want to stay, I can exercise them. I can get them out of the house. But usually they're transitory. But we had these spirits that were coming into the house and my husband had mentioned it too, and they weren't that great the energy. And you could feel it in the house in the three weeks. You could just feel it. There was this darkness. There was this presence of darkness. And especially at night, you could just feel it. It was tangible. It was very heavy. Kept looking over my shoulder. I didn't hear anything. Um, but uh, so I, I wasn't frightened in that way, but I was very, very aware of it. Um, and that's part of it, too. I actually think they bought in some more energy um, just to kind of make things a little bit more difficult for me. And um, yeah, my husband cleansed the, the house several times and he talked to me about it and said, you know, um, I had a dream, but I woke up and I saw this. And uh, he's very used to he has his own way of dealing with this uh, based on his his birthright and what he's been through. So so, you know, he wasn't worried about it and he wasn't telling me so I would get worried about it. But it was just everything on top of each other. So a layering of sort of an evil cake. Right. Um, so that's the other thing. Now that I've cleansed myself, the energy in the house is completely different, completely different. And again, I'm I'm a medium. So uh, there's always going to be transitory uh ghosts and things that spirits that move through the house they always are and that's just the way it is and sometimes I open it up and sometimes I don't if I don't want to listen I don't have to and if you're a medium too you can shut it down whenever you want especially at night you know I'm off duty I'm not doing this so that's the other thing you know um, you're told I was told well you're a medium this is all you it's all in your imagination um, there's nothing evil here or um, or you're bringing it in it's your energy that's the other thing that I was told like 
all these like really nasty little things until my energy was so depleted that I remember saying to myself in bed, I don't know why I'm here. If there's no options, I don't know why I'm here, which is very dangerous to get to. It's very, very dangerous. Now, I did have my sort of breakdown the next day and then I was able to clear the day after that. But you want to be careful of this, all of these energies coming in because they they can't take your life, but they can push you, just to be honest, we're just putting it all out there. They can push you to do things. They can push you to um, to do all sorts of things, to hurt another, uh, which I would never do. See, I would never do that. The, the, the hurting part that I did, well, I did hurt my husband that day. That was not very nice at all. Um, but I would never physically hurt anyone. So they couldn't push me to do that. But I would physically hurt myself, maybe, if I thought it would, I would be, it would be better off for everybody around me if I wasn't here, right? Um, if I was a burden, I would take myself out to do that. There is an element of me that, that, you know, wants everybody to be okay. So they were able to work on that with me, which is really, really frightening. I never say things like that, right? I'm always the one that's like, you know, let's, let's deal with this. Let's not wallpaper it over. We got to get to the bottom of why you're feeling this way, but there is hope. And actually I'm in the business of giving hope to other people. If I can't do it for myself, then why am I doing it? Right. So none of this made sense. Absolutely. None of it made sense. So the next day I realized we were going to, this is it, this is done. So I'm going to go through what I did um, to get rid of this attachment. Um, now there's theta healing that you can do. There's all different types of healing and tradings that you can do. I've actually been able to do this since I was a kid because I've actually been able to see demons and see them within people. So this is sort of um, something that I've kind of come up with and I work with my guides, but there are ways to train with this. Um, and of course you can work with the light and all of this, but when I train with it, uh, when I actually expel, they can't come back. So sometimes it's, you know, you can, you can have many different exorcisms and many different clearings, but when I do it, they don't come back. However, I do want to be very clear about this. They were able to push your buttons because there were buttons to push. So even though you do feel better, after the entity has been taken out, um, they were able to manipulate you in a very specific way. And those essences that were able to be manipulated still exist within you. So they still need to be going in to be released. So as things are coming up for me, I realized that... Um, addiction stuff coming up for me. Uh, I don't need to look at it per se, but I need to release it properly, right? I need to look at it and release it properly. Um, there's also um, some essences with uh, my past that came up. Uh, and one of them is also just wondering that the safety aspect, which is what I can provide for other people, I need to start uh, providing that for myself. Like the world is safe, we're going to be fine, because I was able able to be in the space to be manipulated because I realized that or I was told that nothing was safe and nothing's going to work out for you. So it really comes down to making sure that I'm leveling up and really understanding my self-worth. And that's something that now that this entity has left and it's completely gone, I can see within myself that, yeah, this is something that I'm absolutely, this has come up for review for me. It's come up for review several times. Um, this is the last review, the peeling back of the onion. I'm at the core of it. So um, again, I say on my channel all the time, it doesn't mean I need to go down the rabbit hole and do a whole bunch of, you know, um, uh, shadow work, all of that's been done, but acknowledging and releasing. Um, so that's really important for you. If you have an attachment and it leaves, uh, you are going to feel better, but it is also an opportunity for you to work on how it is they got in there and what it is they were doing while they were there. Okay. So, um, so the first thing you want to do, obviously, you want to be in a place that you're not going to be disturbed. Um, secondly, you can use what protection you want. Now, this idea that, you know, demons are really terrified of crucifixes, that's Hollywood. I've never heard of it. That's the Christian church. If you 
see uh, crucifixes as protection, then you use them because you're putting your faith in that. That's beautiful. If you if you want to stand by God and Jesus and all of that stuff, and they're your protectors, then use that. That's wonderful. That's exactly what you should use. But don't use it in the name of God if you don't believe in it, right? Um, they're not going to respond to that at all. You use your protection. Now, there's different ways of doing this. Some people do... Um, uh, actually wear stones, have stones. Um, they also have, uh, very specific sort of smells, um, that they, um, that they have for, uh, protection for exorcism too. Um, I don't do that, but what I do do, um, and that, you know, I, I guess it could be aromatherapy. It's, it's mainly sort of, um, yeah, different kind of essences that they use. What I do is I, I take it into my mind and I use it all in my mind. So I don't do anything on the external, but I take in all these components and I and I integrate them into my mind. And then I bring up absolutely every single uh, energy that's light, all of my guides. I also bring in my ancestors because my family line, uh, my Ferrera line on my mother's side is extremely strong. They are absolutely fierce. They were fierce when they were alive and they're even more fierce than they're dead. So, and I do believe it was my mother and, you know, my older sister that was trying to, and my cousin that was trying to get in touch. And as I was exercising, some of their faces came in. So I knew that they were there. I know that I was trying to be warned all of the time. And that 10 minutes of absolute bliss that I had of being back to myself was just, you know, trying to tell me this is who you are. And then give me like, you know, and then you're going to do a 180. That's not you. So I do this on the on the internal. I bring it all in. So I set it up for protection. But if you want to have your stones, um, incense, different kinds of incense, um, then you can absolutely use those too. Um, there's some that are used for exorcisms. Um, then you bring in every single... Uh, and I mean, everything you want to be very grounded. You want to prepare yourself in any way, shape or form. Again, that's individual to each and every one of you. Um you want to bring in your team and there are specific people in your team. When I say specific people, specific like, uh, spirits, again, my ancestors took center stage for this. Um, for you, it was also Archangel Michael, uh, coming in. You can use angelic. So if you believe in angels, you know, demons are there too. So, um, the angels are going to be there. It makes sense that they're going to be there if you're expelling a demon, right? And then what you do is you acknowledge that they're there and they already know at this point that they're leaving. Now, there's this thing that um, you need to find out who they are so they can't return. I don't ask the demon or the entity their name, but I do insist that they expose themselves um, and show me who they really are. Now, they never want to do this, but that's the way to expel them for good. Otherwise, they can come back, right? Um, and so I don't ask them for their name, but I ask them, I say, you need to show me exactly who you are. So they may show up very, very differently. When I was working on clients, for instance, uh, some sometimes they showed up as cartoon characters, so they're really cute and sweet. Um, but there was always a little bit of an essence, a little bit of an inkling around them. They can't disguise who they are once you're in there looking, because in our soul sessions, we go into your energy. Nothing can hide, right? They can hide a little bit. And then they show me where they've hidden for years. Um, and this is this is where they were you know, in, in the clients. Um, so they can start off showing that they were, um, uh, you know, the, the cartoon characters, they're harmless, quote unquote, right? But then as you get a little bit further and you, you pull them out, they will show you who they are. So um, as I was pulling out, the, the, the biggest ones that I've pulled out is uh, when they come out, they look like a, a really old lady, but not the crone. Not like the the mother maiden crone, like this old lady, but it turns into this evil old lady face. It's it reminds me of, um, and I'll look it up. It's like uh, I think it's a Russian Baba something. Reminds me of that energy, and there's different levels too. Um, uh, entities can come in for different reasons. They come in for grief. Sometimes they come in for abuse. Um, so when you're clearing them from other people, there are specific entities that come in, um, that are attached if somebody has been sexually abused. So without working on that person and without, and of course, you know, whenever you work with me, it's a safe space. So you don't want to, you, you never push anyone, but without knowing anybody's history, because you don't need anybody's history to work on them, but without knowing, I would know that that 
it happen to them because there's specific entities for specific things. Um, and there's lower level and higher levels. This one was pretty high level. Um, it sort of stayed around from, again, from one of the entities that I pulled from um, another client. And also the other thing that I do, not only do I demand that they show themselves and they have to, they will. I I demand where they are living. Where are you? Show me where you are. And you can also uh, demand that they show you if you're up for this. You don't have to do any of this. This is this is just what I did. You can ask them to show you exactly where you were in your life and where you physically were, even in a location where, when they came to you. So that's another thing that you can do. I've done that before. I've had entities before um, that I pulled out that I had before for, from sexual abuse and a, a bunch of other things. Um, and I've always been taken back. It's almost like it loops around and then you're taken back into another reality where you're in that room again. So you can actually go back and you can demand to find out when they entered into you, where they live within you, but you definitely want to find out who they are. If you don't want to ask for their name, that's fine. They will reveal themselves the way in which they want to. But as long as they reveal who they actually are, you know who they are. Now, the other thing that's key here, and this is very, very important, it's totally understandable that you're going to be angry that you're infested or, you know, I was angry initially. I was angry at myself. They're going to use that against you. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, allow your anger, first of all, because it's okay to be angry. Please be you. Allow your anger, but get it out before you go into that exorcism. You have to be completely neutral going in there. And if anything, you need to stay in love. So I talk about this in my book, Healing Witchcraft in a Conformist Wall, in, in one of the chapters. And what I loved about, um, again, I'm going to bring it up very, very quickly. The Exorcist 2, and I don't mean the movie, they actually did, what was it? No, yeah, I think it was the second season. They actually had an Exorcist season. So in the second season, uh, one of the, the male exorcists goes to a convent and these nuns are actually working um, in exorcisms, actively working in exorcisms, right? And what they're doing is, is they're standing there in unconditional love. And it takes a little bit longer. And at first, the, the male priest sort of scoffs at this um, and because, you know, it's all about get out demon, you know, how priests do things and they have a very specific ritual, but you know, Hey, if it works for you, go, go do your thing. Um, that's fine. Everybody's got their own way of doing things, right? There's no wrong or right way to do it. But this was an incredible way of doing. It. So this is how I do it. I do it in unconditional love. Because here's the thing. They can't exist in that. They really can't. But you have to be unconditional love. Every cell in your body needs to be unconditional love. And even though they got to you before, you can't let them in again. Now that they're onto you, you reclaim your mind and you're back in there. And that's how you can do this work because they can still use all that energy around you, um, against you, especially in an exorcism, because they have much more to lose. They, they're they losing their host. They're losing you. So you have to stay in this neutral ground. You already know. Now, I had one up on this because I already knew it was happening. And I also could identify in every shape or form exactly what they had done to me and how it had escalated. So and I was already connected back into myself. And I had my army of, you know, Ferreras. I had my army of heritage all around me, my ancestors, right? Nobody was getting to me. So, and also some of the escalation could have been, you know, to show me something was going on. It could have been also other things going on, maybe in the light to say, hey, get this shit sorted really, really quickly. This could be bad, right? Um, so you've got to stay in that neutral space. You've got to reclaim your power, um, whether you're clearing it for, from yourself or someone else. And the way in which I do it, I drop down into unconditional love in every cell of my body, which means no anger. I'm not expelling you out. What I'm doing is I'm putting uh, complete and total unconditional love all around you. They cannot exist in that love. They have to leave. They have to leave. So if you're interested, it might be interesting to check out that episode in um, uh, The Exorcist, again, the second season. Look into it. Um, it was it was a scene. It was really, really interesting to me. And I always wondered why we don't um, do exorcisms in this way and why it's, it's very sort of masculine and, you know, get out, demon and all this stuff when it really doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be a battle. Um, it felt like a battle for the last three weeks. So I didn't want I, I don't do it in that way. Now, 
I also have Archangel Michael and I also have my, my team go in and extract that entity. Um, and then what I do is I stay in that unconditional love. And as it's being pulled out, I make sure that they cannot come back in. So you want to refill that space and sew that space up. Now, the one thing that I want to talk about here, which is really important also, is that um, we don't often talk about this. Uh, and it's not talked about in in uh, the the uh, white light, white lighters. <laughs> I think that's from Charmed. I'm sorry. Um in the the soul workers, uh, what it is that we do, the light workers. But uh, because there's so much ascension, uh, ascension that's going on right now and everybody's leveling up, um, what happens sometimes when you level up is that you actually attract demonic forces um, and you are a little bit more empty than you normally are. So it's important for you to be aware of this and to fill up your space with that unconditional love all the time. Otherwise, they can leach into your energy. They can come in. And again, don't think because you're leveling up that, you know, that you are enticing out of everybody that's out there that's being hate filled and this, that and the other. You're the light. So they're going to come for you. And the more you level up, and the more you let go of stuff, so the more open you are and the more um, in line you are with something bigger and better, the more of an opening there can be for them. So just be on the lookout for that. Again, not saying any of this to freak you out, just to be aware of it. So when you're constantly working and leveling up and you've just had a big release of such, that's wonderful. Um, stay with that release. Um, make sure that whatever is, you know, whatever's been released, Again, you bring in that unconditional love and, and protect yourself and sew up that space, especially if you've had a big release in your solar plexus or something like that. That's, you know, kind of a, that's a cavern for them to, oh, you're attracted to the light. Let's go right in there. And sometimes it happens sort of instantaneously as you sort of have a release, you're open um, and then they can come right in. So, and they do level up. They do come in and around people who are leveling up. So they could be watching. It's, it's a little, it's a little icky, to be honest with you. It's a little icky. And it's, you know, back in the day, we could say, you know, all the, you know, if you have, uh, if you have darkness around you, you always have dark thoughts and you're going to br be bringing in these entities and this, that and the other. And it's not that simple. Um, it doesn't always work like that. And it's not that simple these days because of the ascension and everything that people are going through. We're finding, I'm finding a lot more attachments actually in um, people who are leveling up, right? Because they're of the light and they're coming in for a brand new existence. The other thing that I want to say that's really, really important is it's every this the lid's been blown off, right? We all know this, like uh, uh, social constructs. It's all bullshit, right? Let's just say it. It's all bullshit. There's a lot of control, even in religion. There's a, we've been programmed in so many ways, and everybody's waking up to this too in, in different degrees. Um, People are waking up to it. They're still working within the programs, but that's fine. They're still waking up to it. Everybody's sort of waking up on a grand scale within the program. Then everybody's going off in their own individual way and then taking it one step further, right? It's all great. As long as everybody's waking up and we're all seeing it, well done, right? Um, but in this, as you go in and you start releasing these programs, you're no longer under control um, from society anymore. So you would think that you are freer, and in many ways you are, but you're also much more attractive to the darkness at the same time, because that's intense power, right? You're kind of going out on your own. You're freelancing now. You're out there, especially if you're getting into like 5D and stuff. Now, many of us are going in and out of 5D, so um, they can't stay and they know that. That's why it can be very accelerated in somebody who has a higher vibration because they can get you at a certain point, but they're going to go for it because they know they're going to go. They know they're going to go because once you get into 5D, they can't exist anymore, right? So even if you're coming in and out of 4D and 5D um, or uh, you're just leveling up in a way, they're just going to kind of go for it. So it's not necessarily a, a long, slow kind of thing. This can escalate quite quickly. And it did for me. I was at very high vibration when we first moved. Um, 
And then again, I had uh, I had something that happened from the external and from there they were able to do this. Now, I wasn't personally open to demons. <laughs> My books were closed to demons at the time, but because I didn't properly look after myself and that's absolutely 150% on me, then I did find myself in this predicament. But this is a learning tool, right? I'm never going to let that happen again. And I'm not going to let that happen to you guys. There's definitely ways in which you can work with this. And again, one of the ways I would suggest is, and this is very, very important, know yourself, know yourself. I believe Socrates said that. One of those old guys, one of those old Greek guys, right? Know yourself, know your energy, right? Even if it's because what they do is they escalate what's even there, what's already there, but know your energy, know your frequency. If something doesn't feel right, that's probably because it isn't, right? The other thing that you can do is check in. Check in with yourself and someone else. If you don't want to come and work with soul coaching with me or with somebody else or mentoring, that's fine. If you're not ready for that, it's not something that you want to do. But try and work with somebody one on one, maybe a friend, somebody on your level, somebody on your frequency, maybe somebody uh, within this community, somebody that you can check in on, um, somebody that you can. And it's best sort of just one on one because this is personal work, somebody that you can trust. Um, Again, somebody who's very much on the same level that you can do healing sessions with, check in on the energy. It's always nice to do this work with somebody else when you're doing this work for yourself. Also, I've set up uh, a system of, uh, I have 10 questions uh, on my website. Now, whether you want to come for soul coaching or not, uh, with me. It really doesn't matter. I do uh, recommend that you go to the soul coaching session. I'm going to put it's uh, unicornlighttarot.com and I'm going to put I'm going to put it all down below uh, the link. I recommend that you go there and just check out the 10 questions and just ask them to yourself. Sit with these questions and ask them to yourself. You don't even have to do it out loud. I just want you to ponder these questions if it feels right to you, regardless of what you're doing and where you're going with them. There, uh, there are questions that probe where you are r- right now. Um, and they're, they'll just get your head around where you are, figure out your frequency, um, and, and just sort of decipher your next move. Um, they're pretty, they're not necessarily too intense, but check them out for yourself. Again, it's on the soul coaching, uh, section. It's just right at the top of the section, regardless of whether you want soul coaching or not. The first 10 question, check them out and just sit with them. Even write them down if you want to. You can say them out loud, write them in the journal, whatever you want to do. If you're working one-on-one with somebody, um, you know, absolutely ask these questions before you work one-on-one. And in fact, I put them up there because you, if you do come for soul coaching with me, it's intense stuff. Uh, you know, getting rid of and releasing entities is just part of it. That's just the beginning. That's the first thing we do before we even move on to anything else. So you want to be asking these questions of yourself anyway. It really gets you in gear to figure out how far along you are, where you are, how ready you are for this kind of work. But know yourself, know your energy, know your fluctuations, right? And trust your intuition at every time. Click into your higher self at all times, whenever you can. If you come out of it and you have a bad day again, we all do. Go back in, check in with your higher self and make sure you do that work. So um, no stone is left unturned, right? Because once they get in there, they can really, really, you know, mess with your head and you don't want to do that. But if you know yourself, Um, And you can do all of this while still working on yourself. You know, everybody has things that they're working on. This idea that we're going to be completely healed and like, you know, uh, I really sort of resented this a little bit, you know, at the beginning of the the sort of the great awakening, you know, when you're in 5D, everything's great and whatever. And all these people are like, I'm in 5D and they were still like sprouting off like 3D stuff. It didn't make any sense to me. You know, we're here to bring the 5D into the 3D. And also we're here to have a humanistic experience. So get used to nothing ever being done. And that's okay. We're always going to be a work in progress, right? Um, There's not one place to arrive at, but it doesn't mean that you don't know your energy, but it's not like, you know, I've done this work. And like, that's the first thing that happened to me. I was like, oh, I should know better. And then I realized, you know, I'm human, just like everybody else. You know, I make mistakes just like everybody else. I had somebody in, in, in my session recently, you know, ask me about something and they did, oh, I didn't realize you went through that too. And I was like, my goodness, don't ever pay anyone 
ever to be your soul coach if they're telling you they don't go through anything and that doesn't happen to them. Don't do that. No one's above you. There's no gurus out there, right? You do this work with somebody else. Absolutely. Yes, they should be trained, of course, as I am, but like they're human, right? So it's really important that they have these human experiences or they won't really be able to help you. And that's the thing about working with guides too. You know, these higher dimension, dimensional guides are wonderful, but they don't understand pain. They don't understand what it is to be human. So it's really important to be a proper guide because you're in the human form. That's why sometimes the, the human aspect of it, you know, uh, the messages can get a little bit askew. So it's really important to remain human, remain open to the fact that you're always going to be researching and, and blooming and blossoming. And, you know, there's no reason to go backwards in any way, but you're, you're never going to, quote unquote, arrive. So don't worry about that. You can still check in with your frequency and know yourself at the level that you're at now and know if there is a voice. Like I said, there was this echo um, of really feeling like I knew that a part of me was a little bit off or something was happening. I was cognizant of that. But again, my mind was going in such a way and the handle was already there that I didn't get time to sort of assess and break it down. So it's really, really important that you know yourself, you know yourself and accept yourself at every level, right? Um, also dealing with your emotions as they come up. If you're angry and you're sad, that's perfectly great. Absolutely acknowledge it. There's, there's no reason to whitewash or lightwash, I call it anything. You know, you can find so much more out about yourself by really letting in some of this negativity sometimes and just seeing, sitting with it, right? Sitting with it. What have you got to show me? This is happening to you. It's happening for you, not to you, right? So acknowledge that. Acknowledge it as it comes up. That way it doesn't fester. That way it's not repressed. That way you cannot be used against you. Be honest about where you're at at every single turn. Also, give yourself a damn break at every single turn, right? You are doing your best. You're an incredible being. Just wanting to be here or willing to be here at this time in humanity already makes my eyes water well up with pride for the fact that you're here with us right now. So the fact that we're here doing this together, this work together is already incredible. You're already like on top of the clouds as far as I'm concerned. So do not put any pressure on yourself to be perfect or to have everything in line. Sometimes we, we find out exactly who we are. Like when I first found out like this was happening, I was like, oh my God, I'm really embarrassed. And I'm a professional, right? I'm a professional. <laughs> Can't believe this happened to me. And then I was like, you know, this is, this is a great learning moment. I can make sure that never damn well happens to me, but I can also make sure that it doesn't happen to other people. And I could invite people into what happened to me and be completely transparent about what happened because it does happen. And like, I was not going to be the next Doreen Virtue. Uh, I actually wasn't because I wasn't inclined in that way anyway. I never would have gone to Christianity, but something bad if I wasn't in the position that I was and I didn't know myself as much as I did, you know, something horrible might have happened. I might have done something horrible to myself, maybe on in a different timeline, never would have happened in this life, in this timeline and in this lifetime. But it's just to show you sometimes, you know, as powerful as you are, you'll attract that power in the negative. So some of these entities are pretty, pretty dark. The one that I had was pretty, pretty dark. And the one that I pulled out was pretty, pretty dark. And they do have, again, um, there's different entities for uh, different kinds of griefs or addictions. And again, specific types of traumas. And some of them are, are lower level and some of them are a little bit bigger. Right. So, um, you know, and there's the ego does come up, uh, like I said, and I'm still as I'm talking to you, I'm like, I still can't believe this happened. But it did. It's a teaching moment. I want you to know that if this has ever happened to you or you've had an attachment or you've had an entity, um, you know, it's, it's honestly it's weird to say, but I'm just going to say it. It's in the spiritual field. It's all part of life in a way, knowing how to deal with it and not being afraid of it. Now, the one thing I wasn't afraid of, I was afraid of myself you know, and I was afraid of my behavior, but I wasn't afraid of the entity. The minute I figured out what was going on, it knew it was gone, right? It was like, bugger off, mate, you're done. You're absolutely done. And he knew it was gone. It knew it was gone. It, it, it's sort of, 
it's not really a male or a female necessarily, but it did present itself as a very specific kind of entity. And I've seen that before. I've seen that entity before, and they're very, very powerful. Right. And that's why they were able to do as much as they were able to do in that small amount of allotted time. Right. Um, essentially, drive me just a little bit batty where I didn't realize that it was something external to me. My mind was a little bit lost in that way. Um, so know yourself and really work with your frequency. Again, work one-on-one -on -one with somebody in any capacity that you want, right? Um, but somebody who sees you and you see them, if you can work on that. When, when I trained as a Reiki master, I'd always work with Reiki because yeah, I work with Reiki every day, but having somebody actually work on you is completely different. And I remember once um, this is just an example of how things get stored in your body. When the Twin Towers went down, I was actually living in New York City at the time, um, and I saw the second one go down. I was living in Midtown Manhattan, and I'd moved to upstate New York like 10 years later, and somebody worked on me, and in my solar plexus, I actually saw me watching the, the second tower go down. And I thought to myself, I can't believe that's still there. I cannot believe I, with all the Reiki that I've done, I cannot, that was a repressed memory that was still there. And it was because somebody else worked on me that I was able to bring it out, right? So it's always good. Again, work with somebody who's on the same frequency. It's always good to have somebody work on you. You work on them, somebody you can trust. And that way you can really decipher your energy and stay with it. And, you know, again, constant unconditional love as much as you can get there. It's, you know, it's, it's a process. It's an absolute process. It's taken me so many years to get to the point where I could even conjure up unconditional love to be able to do this kind of work like I did when I expelled that thing. But, you know, you will get there. It's a process. Keep at it. And also, I just want to say at the end of this too, they're not to be afraid of. You know, can they do some damage? Yes. Are they powerful? Yes. Are they more powerful than you? No, they are not. They do exist. They're there. You have every tool in your toolkit, in your mind, in your heart, right, to be able to work with this energy to be able to expel it and not to be exploited by it, right? And the best defense is offense. Offense. Is that a saying? Did I say it right? <laughs> and that's why we're having this chat today. So you know what to look for um, and the signs that go with it. So if you have any questions, you're always welcome to reach out. I have an email address, which I will put down below too, um, for any specific other things that are going on with you. Um, always trust your intuition. Like I said, deep down, I knew something was going on. If you feel as though it's out of character, it probably is. Um, I know in some instances, it can be a disorder or some kind of imbalance. Uh, we can also talk about that in shamanism. That's usually because there's an entity there too. So um, still working with entities and expelling them will probably still work with you. Um, it'd still be something that you could do, even if you've been diagnosed bipolar or something like that. Again, I don't want to get into the medical field, but um, you know your you know your energy, you know your body, you know your mind. Um, and also the other thing that I want to say is you don't need to hype up all this other stuff. I know a lot of people say, don't watch horror movies and do whatever you need to do. I know exorcists that watch horror movies. And they love them and they're very successful and they know what they're doing. Okay. I watch horror movies and I still know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've had a little bit of a lapse, but I know what I'm doing. I watch them. I'm fine. You know, I personally don't use Ouija boards, but Ouija boards are really just a reflection of your energy. Uh, we are portals. You know, this is what this is about. We're portals too, not just a board. So, you know, do whatever feels right to you. Okay, if you don't feel as though you want to have those images, then don't have them. But you know, you don't have to shut yourself down from absolutely everything. So um, you're not attracting um, these these entities or these demons. Have a perfectly natural, normal life, right? Um, you know, eat the way that you want. Watch a horror movie if you want. Just cleanse yourself. Look after yourself. Stay in unconditional love as much as you can. Come back to it whenever you can. Know your energy. Work with somebody. Know who you are. That's really what it is. And give yourself a break. And just be aware. Just be aware. It's all about your connection. But as soon as something happens, you'll be able to track it. You'll be able to do something about it. More often than not, as we're going going into, especially in the stage of ascension, people are dealing with this kind of darkness coming in and it comes in, it comes out. 
Again, expel it, get rid of it. It's not a big deal, but it's definitely nothing to fear. And it's definitely nothing to dread. Oh my God, this is going to happen to me now. doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen to you. Um, it wouldn't have happened to me unless, you know, these set of circumstances had happened and it won't happen again. But at the same time, it's it's nothing to dread. It's just part of life. It's not a big deal. You've absolutely got this without a shadow of a doubt. And again, you've got all the tools tools you need to get rid of it, whether you're trained or not. Now, if you're not trained, uh, go to somebody who is trained. That's probably a better thing to do. Um, and again, there's lots of lots of different ways to do it, um, but you can also do a clearing yourself. There's lots of things that you can do, but you definitely have the energy and the know-how to know how your energy works and to at least be open to uh, knowing who to go to to get help. You're not alone. You've got this. Whether you do this work yourself or somebody else does it, you're going to be fine, but just be aware of it. So that's what we have for you today. Hopefully I have not freaked anyone out. Honestly, just want to give you this grounded, very practical energy around this. So you just know how to work with it. Not a big deal. Even everything that I went through, even though it was kind of horrific, it's still not a big deal now that I'm on the other side and I feel great. And I'm glad this is a teaching moment. So again, I'm going to put my information down below. If you ever have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Don't forget to check out the website at the very least for those 10 questions to really get in touch with where you are. Sending you so much love and light for exactly who you are and where you are in the world. So much love. Until we meet again for episode 15, go be you. Take care. Bye-bye.